there's a couple of things that I found in working with people, individuals who are coming from other coaches, coming from other programs. And so I want to give you a couple of line items to check off for yourself to make sure you're truly a coach and not just an overpriced accountability partner. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat chronic lifestyle diseases and chronic health challenges. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions or disorders which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like their exercise regimen, drug and alcohol use, chronic stress, the quality of their relationships, and of course, their diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad to write a prescription, healthcare providers had a comprehensive solution that could be used in lieu of pills and procedures? What if health coaches had a proven process to increase client compliance? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for health coaches and health professionals who are done with simply managing their clients and patients' chronic lifestyle disease and finally ready to start reversing them by taking a whole food plant-based and cognitive behavioral approach. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith, plant-based health and business coach, founder of the Black Health Academy, and creator of Farm to Table Plant-Based Coaching Program and the Plant Protocol Plant-Based Coaching Certification. Thank you for tuning in today. It's time to come get this health. Today's episode is sponsored by the Plant Protocol Plant-Based Coaching Certification, the first of its kind. It is the first plant-based coaching certification, which ensures you are fully prepared to assist your clients with life-changing transformations that they absolutely refuse to stop talking about. Not only will you learn nutrition science and understand how to effectively use a whole food plant-based diet to combat chronic lifestyle diseases, you'll also hone your coaching skills. In the plant protocol, we use cognitive behavioral coaching techniques to increase client compliance. Because what's the use of knowing your subject matter if you're not skilled at effectively coaching a client to adopting and adhering to it? In the plant protocol, we focus on three key areas, mastery, integrity, and confidence in coaching. Mastery of the science, integrity in your messaging, and confidence in your coaching ability. Please visit theplantprotocol.com today to apply. It was a little too sunny in the D today, so I thought I'd bring some shade. <laughs> I'm hopping on with one question and one question only today. Do you have a coach or do you have an overpriced accountability partner? I want to help my health professionals and my coaches out today. So in my spare time, <laughs> when I'm not helping individuals adopt a whole food plant-based diet to prevent or reverse chronic health challenges, in my spare time, I help health professionals and coaches, those who primarily serve a marginalized community and communities of color, I help them to master nutrition science and cognitive behavioral coaching so that they can 10x their clients' health outcomes using a whole food plant-based diet and high-level coaching techniques. And so on today, I want to ask you if you are the coachee, and I want to ask you if you are the coach. Are you a coach or do you have a coach or are you simply an overpriced accountability partner? This is going to be important because 
I've been in the coaching business a long time, specifically the health coaching business. And then I've been in the majority of my career as a plant-based health coach. And there's a couple of things that I found in working with people, individuals who are coming from other coaches, coming from other programs. And so I want to give you a couple of line items to check off for yourself to make sure you're truly a coach and not just an overpriced accountability partner. And there's nothing wrong with being that if you are, okay? There's absolutely nothing wrong with being that. But the problem lies in if you've told someone that you can get them a specific result. So I don't care if you're a mindset coach, a credit coach, a business coach, a health coach, a personal trainer. If you've told somebody that you're willing to take their money to collaborate with them in order to help them achieve a very specific result, right? Get rid of debt. I don't know, I'm lose 20 pounds in 60 days to overcome whatever trauma they're going through and get their mindset right. Whether you're a life coach, right? I don't care what type of coach you are. Coaching, believe it or not, is a very specific practice, right? So being a coach is more than just having a expertise or being a subject matter expert and telling people about it because maybe you've done it for yourself or you're really passionate about this particular topic. No, 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 no. When you tell people you can get them a very specific result, the next question becomes, do you have a specific step-by-step strategy and or framework that you've created for people to follow? Very, very important, right? And so a lot of times when we say we're coaches, number one, it's easy to slap that title behind our name because this is an unregulated war zone. There is no regulations around saying you're a coach, right? Nobody can wake up and just say they're a doctor, right? We would all agree. No one can just wake up and say they're a lawyer. Those are like really seasoned industries that all require certain parameters and things for you to call yourself a doctor or a lawyer. But to call yourself a coach these days, all you have to say is like, I know this much about this particular topic and I feel like I can help you. You know, I'm an empowerment coach and I'm just going to empower you through whatever, right? But is that really a coach though? So I'm going to give you a couple of things to consider when you are either working or in search of a coach to hire, things to look for and ask about, or if you are a coach yourself and how you may need to start reworking things in your business a little bit so that you can show up with a little more integrity in your industry, all right? Because there's nothing wrong with being an overpriced accountability partner as long as that's what you're selling, Come on now. There's nothing wrong with being an overpriced accountability partner as long as that's what you're selling. However, if you've told somebody that you could get them a specific result and your only strategy for getting them that result is by telling them they can do it, now you're operating outside of integrity, right? And so when it comes to coaching, it's all about having a very pronounced understanding of the problem you're attempting to solve. So I'm a plant-based health coach. I work with people with chronic lifestyle diseases, right? So obesity, hypertension, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, fatty liver disease, uh, chronic kidney disease. And so I tell, listen, I am going to help you adopt a plant-based diet in order to put those conditions in remission, right? In order to reverse those conditions, in order to get off of medication. So I have a very specific result that I'm selling as a plant-based health coach. And even within my plant-based certification, 
I'm telling health professionals and health coaches that I am going to help you master nutrition science and cognitive behavioral coaching so that you can 10x your patients and your clients' health outcomes, so that you can raise your rates in your business, right? And so that you can have the impact on the community that you signed up to have when you took on the title and the responsibility of being a health coach or a health professional. So I have very specific results and outcomes that I'm promising individuals when it comes to work with me in one of my programs. And as a coach, you have to have the same thing. So if you're somebody who's hired a coach before like me, I've had many coaches over the years in many different areas, right? And I've had coaches that were great coaches, meaning they had a step-by-step process. They had intellectual property that they had created in order to get a specific result. Then I have had coaches that was basically winging it every time I showed up to the session. I've had both. I started my career as a personal trainer, right? Even as a personal trainer, you would think that I'm just hiring this person to tell me what to do in the gym. But no, during that intake process, your trainer should be getting very clear on your goals, very clear on what you've tried before, very clear on any limitations you may have physically, right? And then they should be drawing out a plan to help you get there within a designated time frame, as opposed to just showing up to the gym and saying, this is what I feel like us doing today. No, 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 no. So every great coach is going to have intellectual property and specialized knowledge that's packaged into a process. And so if you have been working with the coach or if you are a coach or starting your own coaching business, it's very important that you understand what good coaching and great coaching should look like. So I'm going to give you about four things that should be present in a true coaching relationship and not just an overpriced accountability partner relationship. And again, if you have an overpriced accountability partner, that's okay as long as that's what they were selling. If they're like, I'm an empowerment coach. So that means I'm going to empower you. That means I'm going to motivate you. That means I'm going to inspire you. That means I'm going to pour into you and make you feel like you're capable of doing what you set out to achieve. I'm going to make you feel like this is possible for you. I'm going to tell you you're amazing and great and you can do it. I'm going to cheer you on. Like if you're a cheerleader, all of our jobs as coaches is to be a cheerleader. But if you're only cheerleading, that's okay as long as that's all you were selling. But don't come in here and tell me you're going to reverse my diabetes and there's no step-by-step process for doing that, right? Like coaches, you have people who say, just eat a little less of this, eat a little more of that, and then we should get the result we're seeking. No, 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 no. Do you have receipts having reversed somebody's diabetes? Do you have receipts getting somebody out of debt? Do you have receipts as a mindset coach? Do you have receipts as a birth specialist? Do you have receipts? And if so, what's the step-by-step process you got from the next? Am I going through a very different process than your last client going through based on the mood that you're in in this time of the year? What is the process? Because if not, you're winging it with every single one of us, you free balling through every coaching session, right? This is not integrity here. You promised me a result, but you don't have a step-by-step framework to get it. That's problematic, okay? So if you are a coach or you're in the market for one, or you're questioning the one you're working with right now, like I've been working with them too long and not seeing the result I want to see, then here's some things to consider. Number one, a great coach niches down. A great coach is not general. Think about your doctor, right? We have family physicians and then we have specialists, okay? 
And so when you have a very unique problem, you go into your doctor and they run some general tests and they discover a very unique problem, i.e., oh, this is going on in your kidney. This is going on in your foot. This is going on in your eyes. This is going on your skin. Nine times out of 10, that general practice physician is going to recommend you to a specialist. It's your kidneys, you actually need to go see a nephrologist. It's your foot, you actually need to go see a podiatrist. It's your skin, you actually need to go see a dermatologist, right? As a coach, you should be niche down. You should not just be like, I'm just a general health coach and I help everybody get healthy because everybody needs to get healthy. So no, what specific problem do you solve and what specific vehicle do you use? If you didn't hire your coach based on the very specific problem that they told you they could solve for you, that might be the first problem. Right. Like I'm just a mindset coach. But what do you specialize in the area of like, oh, you help business owners get their mind right around running their own business. Okay, Right. Like that's different. But I just help anybody with mindset on anything. Like if they need to change their mindset, I help them just in general. And I'm just free balling at every session. No, that's not it. So who do you cater to? What segment of the population do you cater to? And what specific problem do you solve for that segment of the population? Very important. So are you niche down as a coach? Have you gotten very specific on who you serve, right? In my plant-based certification, this is one of the very first assignments that I have my coaches do. And we call it their specialization and then their dedicated lane. So I have, for example, one coach, Nikki, her specialization is in digestive health. Her dedicated lane is SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So very niche down. So when she works with people, both parties are very clear on what the problem is and what problem I'm, what I'm solving for you and how I'm going to do it. So she's not just a health coach, but her vehicle is a plant-based diet. And she uses a plant-based diet to help individuals with digestive health issues, specifically SIBO, to reverse it using a plant-based diet. That's niche down. I have another coach in my plant-based certification, Jill. Jill is a mental health therapist. And so her specialization is mental health. Her dedicated lane is mood disorders. This is very important. This is where one of the first assignments I take my coaches through in my certification. Who are we helping and what specific problem are we solving for them? So that's number one. As a coach, you have to niche down. You have to get specific. Number two, as a coach, the other thing your coach should have or you as a coach should have is have they actually went in the lab and done the job of packaging the process? Meaning they have a step-by-step framework for their clients to follow in order to get the specific result. So I'm not just coming in the gym. It's like, you ever had a personal trainer who like doesn't really know anything about nutrition? So they give you a great workout. But when you maybe ask them what you should or shouldn't be eating there, you know, just try and stick to chicken, broccoli, and brown rice and water. There's no count of macro or micronutrients. They're not talking about carb cycling. They're not talking about intermittent fasting. They don't give you a formula for how much water to drink because they don't know. They like just drink as much as you can and try not to drink pop. Like they're just really freestyling. They should have a process. They should have a mastery around nutrition if they're going to make nutritional recommendations. Otherwise, just tell you that's not my lane. But then you should be a subject matter expert in this particular space and able to walk somebody through step one, this is what our process is going to look like. Step two, this is what the process is going to look like. Step three, this is where you're going to be and this is what we're going to be doing. How do I have these steps? Because I've literally gotten results for others 
solve the same problem for other people or myself. And I've combined that with my intentional study and education. That's how I put my process together. So one, your coach should be niched down and very clear on the problem they solve, specialization and dedicated lane. Two, they need to go in the lab and actually package a process and not just show up freestyling. Then number three, this is key. As a coach, you have to learn the difference between teaching and coaching. These are actually two different skill sets, right? So teaching is articulating your knowledge to a recipient and hopefully in such a way that is translated in such a way that's easy for them to comprehend and understand, okay? What I'm doing right now is teaching, okay? I'm teaching the difference between a great coach and an overpriced accountability partner. So I'm teaching you and I'm giving you information Right now, I'm actually going through a framework for you to follow to assess whether or not you are a great coach. So I'm teaching right now. However, coaching is working with someone, guiding them through your process and helping them to arrive at their own conclusions, right? So asking them really clarifying questions, helping them get to the root of their problem and understanding the historical data that got them to where they are using cognitive behavioral techniques and really critical thinking skills to help them arrive at a certain decision or conclusion, right? Coaching is not the same as teaching. It's very different. And so most coaches don't have that skill set, have not drawn a line of demarcation between those two skill sets. We just think coaching is spewing everything you know at somebody. No, 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 no. It's not. The best coaching is always going to be accompanied by a piece of intellectual property, a framework that you've created. Because now that I have a curriculum that I'm going to take you through, I'm now going to coach you through that. So there's going to be very specific assignments and call to actions in my curriculum that are going to coach you through every single step to arrive at a decision to make the next decision. So if you are a coach that knows the difference between teaching and coaching, you're already killing 90% of the coaching game right now. You're already standing out in the business. Understanding how to unpack your client's limiting belief systems. It's a game changer. Most coaches think coaching means I've acquired this knowledge and I should just go charge somebody to tell them. Now, coaching is going to include teaching as well, but they are not the same thing. There's teaching and then there's coaching. So that's number three. So first, Are you niche down and are you very clear on the problem you solve for your client? Number two, have you went in the lab and packaged a process, a curriculum, a step-by-step framework that your clients will be using to get a specific result? Or are you just showing up to the sessions and being like, look how smart I am? No, 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 no. There should be a process I should be following to get a result that we have both agreed upon that I'm here to get. That's number two. Number three is learn the difference between teaching and coaching because they are not the same. I have a class that I do every first Saturday of the month called Get Planted, an introduction to a whole plant-based lifestyle. When I do that class, I'm teaching. I got slides. I'm educating. I'm taking all of my knowledge on a specific topic and I'm giving it to the people. I'm teaching. I have no idea what they do with the information. I have no idea if they actually use it and get the result that they're seeking but I know they showed up to get it because I taught it to them. I check for comprehension. I open it up for questions. I give everything I have, but I'm only teaching during that class. I've been doing that class for three years, but when they are ready to be held accountable to getting the result, then they pay me for coaching. Very different. 
And finally, the fourth and final thing that you should be doing if you're a great coach and not just an overpriced accountability partner is worry less about the business stuff and focus on creating a great service. So this means that you have prioritized the transformation over the transaction. So when people are ready to go independent, maybe you've been working for somebody else in your field for a while and you've made the decisions, like I'm going to start a coaching business. I'm great at listening to people. I'm great at giving advice. I'm going to be a coach. I want to be a life coach. I want to be a business coach. I'm going to be an empowerment coach. I'm going to be a mindset coach. I'm going to be a health coach, whatever it is. So you've made the decision to step out on your own, create your own business and charge people. But have you prioritized the transformation over the transaction? So in my certification, we call this magnify the mission. Okay. This is a a lesson that I teach to my coaches, right? You have two different types of motives. You have an ego-driven motive and you have a mission-driven motive, all right? A great coach with a high amount of integrity who is truly a coach and not just an accountability partner has magnified the mission. They have a mission-driven motive and not an ego-driven motive. An ego-driven motive means I started my coaching business to make money. I started my coaching business to work for myself. I started my coaching business because, you know, so-and-so said I couldn't do it or that I'm a failure. I want to, you know, prove to somebody how great I am, or I want to impress people with being an entrepreneur. That is an ego-driven motive. Those businesses are going to crash and burn quickly because the only reason you start a business is to solve a problem. Not because you want to work for yourself, not because entrepreneurship seems sexy, not because you want to make as much money as you make and get paid your worth. No such thing as getting paid your worth, by the way. And so that is an ego driven motive. And you will know usually very quickly in speaking to a coach or listening to a coach, whether or not they have an ego driven motive or a mission driven motive. A mission driven motive means you became a coach and started your coaching business for justice or fairness, or equality reasons like me, right? I want to increase the healthy life expectancy of Black people on this planet. So you maybe started your business for innovation. You see the way something is being done in your space, and you think it can be done more efficiently. So you have a mission-driven motive, right? You see a segment of the population that's not being served, and you want to serve them, right? You want to help the typically ignored population in your space. That's me. Do you have an ego-driven motive or a mission-driven motive? A great coach is always going to be driven by mission, which means they're not going to price their service based on what they think they're worth. They're going to price their service based on the value it adds to the marketplace. So Farm to Table, my signature plant-based coaching program, is priced not based on how good I think I am. It's based on the value of me reversing your type 2 diabetes. It's based on the value of me reversing your chronic kidney failure. It's based on the value of me helping you lose weight and then not coming back this time. Like, so my price is in my plant-based certification. The price tag is not based on you working with a boss in the industry. I've been in this game a long time and I deserve a band. No, 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 no. My price is based on me literally helping you start your own coaching business that's centered around mastery, integrity, and quality coaching. What's the value in that for you, right? What's the value in me coming in and being your plant-based business coach and helping you to take maybe a business you already have and improving upon it by helping you to integrate plant-based nutrition into your offerings? 
What's the value in that? So a great coach is going to prioritize the transformation over the transaction. So that's how you know whether or not you are a coach, a great coach, or just an overpriced accountability partner who's driven by ego. And so check in with the people who you employ to serve you and help you get a specific result. Do a better job at due diligence, recognizance, research, background. Go Where's their free content at? Right. Where can you go listen and and hear their principles, their core values and their motives? I think one of the biggest compliments I get every time I speak and talk is like your passion and your conviction pours out of you. That is the biggest compliment for me because it lets me know that people see that I'm really here for them. Like I'm really trying to change the game. I remember one time I got a a call from this gentleman who was working with me. So, you know, he uh, clicked the link and went through everything on my website and booked a discovery call with me to, you know, see about my services and and try and work with me. And I asked him on the call, I was like, how'd you hear about me? Right. Because it was like a kind of an older black man. And most of my audience is always black women. I don't have a women only business, but that's who shows up. So I'm always interested when I get somebody who doesn't look like my typical client or audience member. So I asked him, I said, how did you hear about me? He was like, well, I was at court. (laughs) I'm like, okay, go on. He's like, so I was at court and I was waiting, you know, for my case to be caught or whatever. And he was like, I was chit-chatting in the hallway with the bailiff. And I was telling him about some of my health challenges that I was having. And he said, the bailiff said, oh, you need to talk to my sister. She works in the courtroom you're about to go in. And so the gentleman said, he said, okay, cool. He said, so he went into the courtroom and she was like, I guess the bailiff inside the courtroom. I don't know, another court employee, okay? And he said he started chatting with her and telling her kind of what was going on with his health and everything. And he said, she said, oh, you need to look up Lisa A. Smith from the Black Health Academy. You know, she really cares about us, blah, blah, blah. She teaches a plant-based diet. She's going to help you with the health problems you've just articulated or whatever. He was like, but what really got me and made me reach out to you, look you up and give you a call is at the end, she said, and she is really for our people. Like, it's genuine. He was like, that was it for me. And so here I am. And how can we work together? And that was the biggest compliment for me because it let me know that people can see, hear, and feel my conviction and my passion around what I do in this space and that my motive is not driven by ego. My motive is driven by mission. And when you have a mission-driven motive in the space that you're working in, it is going to show up in the way you create your programs. It's going to show up in the way in which you hold your clients accountable. It's going to show up in the way in which you choose clients. Clients have to apply to work with me. If you prioritize the transformation over the transaction, guess what you don't do? Take just anybody money. When you prioritize the transformation over the transaction, you actually do your due diligence and sit down with potential prospects and say, here's what I sell. Here's how I do what I do. Let me hear what you're trying to achieve and if you're really ready to do the work. Being able to afford me is not enough to get in the door. I prioritize the transformation over the transaction. And so that's the form box you need to check. If you are really a high level coach that's operating out of a great deal of integrity and you're not just a cheerleader or accountability partner who's freestyling, that means you care so much about the mission that you stay in the lab refining and refining and refining your process until you are 100% sure 
that it is Fort Knox and it is going to get the result that you out here promising people publicly. The promises that you make publicly has to stem from the work that you do privately. When my coaches show up in the other 23, when my students show up and firm to table and I'm taking them through step by step the process to help them get the result, they see in the slides, they see in my conversation and the questions that I ask them, oh, she did some work privately. Like this is premeditated. This is preplanned, right? This is intentional. Everything I show up to teach is intentional. Like in Farm to Table, I've watched over the years, every single gap in my process, every single roadblock I noticed, I went back in the lab and filled it. I'm like, okay, this is where people are tripping up. Why after this many weeks do they stop going hard? Do they stop drinking water? Do they stop logging their food? Okay, Lisa, you need to include this in the process because you're recognizing this roadblock and this is delaying the result. A good coach is locked in. A good coach is not just showing up like, oh, you didn't get your water this week. Oh, you didn't eat. Oh, you didn't do your exercises. Oh, you didn't create your budget this week. Like I told, okay, let's just do better next time. No, 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 no. Go back and look at your process. Like anytime a client doesn't get a result that they showed up to get, I go look in the mirror. You know, one of my pet peeves is when coaches and stuff says like, people ain't ready to change. They just don't want to be healthy. People ain't trying to, or business coaches, people ain't out here ain't trying to get this money. They're not trying to generate legacy for their family. Yes, they are. Everybody trying to do that. It's you. You don't know how to teach. You don't know how to coach. You don't have a framework, a step-by-step process that you've created. It's you. It's not them. Everybody want that. Whatever do you mean? Like, I can't stand when we place the blame on the client. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there aren't some non-compliant people out here. But if you're getting more non-compliant people than you are compliant, if you're not getting the result more often than you are getting the result, it's you. It's a you problem, not a them problem. Every single time I'm like, okay, so-and-so done disconnected from the community. They're not showing up no more. I'm reaching out and I'm checking in with self. What do I now need to build into my process as a coach so this doesn't happen again? That's what you need to be asking yourself as a great phenomenal coach, not just sitting back on your laurels and getting mad, making posts and talking somebody's ear off about how people don't want to learn. People don't want to change. People are stubborn. They don't want to help their family. They don't want to help their baby. They don't want to get this money. They don't really want to get out of debt. Yes, they do. It's you, fam. You the problem. You need to own that. You haven't done your job as a great coach who was curriculum-based, who was results-driven, who was mission-driven. If somebody doesn't get a certain result working with me, I take that personally. I'm in the lab like, okay, wait a minute. Oh, okay. I should have done a better job with assessing this person in the first place. Based on the feedback they give me, based on what I observed, they should have never worked with me in the first place, Right? Introduction of a application process, introduction of a interview process before you can work with me. There are qualifiers, just like I should have some qualifications to be your coach. You got to have qualifications to be my client. That's how serious it is over here. Like we turns down people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we always blessed. So we turn down people because there's a level of readiness that you have to show up with in order to work with me. There are coaches who can get you where you need to be so that you're ready for me. 
<laughs> because I tell our students in Farm to Table, I've been, we're currently enrolling for the fall semester, which is the last um, semester that I'm going to teach Farm to Table. And then I'm decommissioning the program so I can focus full time on my health professionals. But one of the things I tell my students, my prospects, when they are interviewing for Farm to Table, I'm like, listen, Farm to Table plant-based coaching program is not a plant-based jumpstart program. I know a whole lot of them and I'm happy to recommend you to them. But Farm to Table is not a jumpstart program. So if you're ready for Farm to Table, here's the first thing you need to know. From day one, we take out all what we call meds, meat, eggs, dairy, and seafood. We do not slowly take it out of your diet. It's gone from day one. We take out SOS, salt, oil, and sugar from day one. Why is my process designed this way? Because Farm to Table is a program designed for people who are in a health crisis who have an immediate health challenge, their body and their brain is already compromised. Farm to Table is not for people who are plant curious. It is not for people who are just like, I want to try this plant-based thing out and see what it's like. I have turned people down for that reason. Like, oh, you ain't ready. Like, here's some free content I do. Come to my first Saturday class. Here, maybe you should do one of them 21-day vegan challenges because this ain't that. Like, my stuff is high level and it's hardcore. Why? Because I'm catering to the segment of the population that's already compromised. I'm not catering to the plant curious. If you plant curious low key, you can consume my free content and be done. You could be fired. Like I got so much free content inside the Black Health Academy about how to start and jumpstart a plant-based diet. I'm not going to charge you for that. I get that away for free. But when we got a disease that we're trying to put in remission, we get to work. And so I'm honest about that in the interview process when you apply for Farm to Table. So you got to have some qualifications to work with me. Just like I need to have qualifications to be your coach. Right. Another qualification for farm to table is well, I already told you you can't be a beginner, but you also have to have a way in which you intend to leverage your health. So I'm big, big, big on radical obedience. And I truly believe one of the main reasons that most people are not living a life of radical obedience is because their health is compromised. And so one of the missions of farm to table is to put you in a position physically, mentally, and emotionally through your diet that's going to allow you to live more obediently in your life. So I asked our prospects during the interview process, once we reach your health goals, what's your plan? How you plan to leverage your health? Like being healthy for the sake of being healthy and just feeling good, that's your human right. Don't tell me that. Like, what do you really want to do with this thing? Well, if I'm being honest, Lisa, I started this business a couple years ago that I'm not really active in. I'm not showing up or I really want to be a health coach myself, or I'm moving into retirement right now. And this next season of my life, I want to look different. I want to spend time with my grandkids. I want to travel. And I, my knees can't be hurting while I do it. Boom. Okay. So now I understand how you want to leverage your health. You want to improve the quality of your life. You're ready to really pour into a certain segment of the population. You really want to find love and be intimate with somebody and be confident in your body. Like, tell me how you want to leverage your health. That's required to work with me. I need to hear that. So that they have qualifiers to be in front of the table. I have qualifiers as their coach. That's both of us showing up with integrity. So what we're going to stop doing in the coaching industry is telling people that they're not ready to do the work. You know, what happened to your coaching business? People ain't ready to get healthy. Really? Because I'm eating. Everybody come to me is ready. Like, who's these people that's coming to you? <laughs> really? You crashed and burned because everybody ain't ready? Because don't nobody want to listen? Could it be you? Could it be your inability to translate the information in a way that they're receptive to? Could it be you, <laughs> right? We're going to blame that on the client, though? 
Like, when are you going to show up and take responsibility for you not being an effective coach, for you not having enough receipts to put together a step-by-step framework or process? Where was your intellectual property? As a mindset coach, as a life coach, as a business coach, as a credit coach, as a personal trainer, like, what was you doing? As a doctor, when they came into your office, what was you doing? You strictly relied on what they taught you in medical school to be a doctor for the rest of your life? Where was your kind ed at? At what point did you notice a trend amongst all the patients you were seeing and decide that something had to look different? I'm just saying, we got to take accountability out here as coaches. We got to do better. Okay, we got to do better. So that's how you check in. And that's the checklist for determining if you're a great coach or you're just an overpriced accountability partner. I got to get out of here. I got to teach literally in 20 minutes about Farm the Table tonight. If you're interested, I talked a lot about both programs tonight. So if you're interested in either Farm to Table plant-based coaching program or the other 23 plant-based and coaching certification, interested in learning more about working with me in one of my two coaching programs, just go to lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me, lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me. Check out both of those programs and see which one might resonate with you. I just want us to do better and how we show up because we have a fiduciary responsibility to the people we serve. And it's extremely important that we bring our best selves to this business every single time. I'm just so sick of average. I'm sick of mediocrity. I'm sick of us letting ourselves drop the ball because we're too tired and don't feel like it. Showing up half-assed and people are showing up to you to get their lives changed, to get transformations. And you're not showing up with that same energy. So let's do better. LisaAngelSmith.com forward slash work with me. If you know some coaches that might need to work on their stuff, slide this video in a DM, slide this link in a DMs. Or if you are one, go ahead and save this video for yourself and just get this reality check, right? Because listen, we all been there where we had to go back in the lab and be like, I'm not bringing my best. And living a life of radical obedience requires the best version of you, period. Your radical obedience would not settle for less, right? So if you want to live radically obedient on this planet, meaning you show up every day to the assignment that you were divinely called to do, It requires the best version of you physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, intellectually requires the best of you every single time. And so prioritize that. Don't prioritize the business. If you are not the best version of yourself yet, do that first. Go get therapy. Go get a health coach yourself. Go drink your water. Go lose the weight. Right. Go get over the trauma, whatever. Work out the relationship kinks. Be the best version of you so that you can show up as the best version of yourself when it's time to pour into other people. That's all I got for y'all today. Y'all take care. I'm out. Peace. You tuned in today because like me, you are a disruptor. You're passionate about health and healing and you have firsthand experience with taking a whole food plant based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we treat lifestyle disease and not simply reserved for those select few who happen upon this information. However, you need to develop mastery around nutrition science, a better understanding of behavior change to increase client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach a client through those lifestyle modifications. You need a proven process which is why you need to apply for the Plant Protocol Plant-Based Coaching Certification. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply today. And let's work together to change the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Oh, and by the way, if you enjoy what you heard today, give us a like and leave a review and invite your colleagues to come get this help. Until next time, stay obedient.